What's up, guys? This is Mike from the DCXP. This is episode 18. I am joined, as always, by Savannah and my brother, Joe, and a special guest. We got Mr. Detox a lot. You can find him on YouTube and Twitter. There he is. D, what is up, my guy? What is going on? I appreciate the invite. Of course, when I got it, I had no choice but to join. I love to talk wizards, meet new people. So this is a no-brainer for me. But uh, yeah. glad to hear that. And uh, well, the Wizards haven't played in what feels like a year, um, which is funny, by the way. We'll get into this later. But the Wizards just got back. They got cleared for practice. And the Capitals just got busted for COVID. And they got fined 100K. So DC is just not synced up right now. But uh, for, I want to first ask this, because we had Quentin Mayo on, actually. He was our first ever guest. And we talked, uh, what was it pre-draft with him? We draft, yeah, pre-draft stuff yeah. with him. And I asked him, because I knew he was a Wizards fan gr- growing up, I'm going to ask you, what was your first memory of being a Wizards fan? My first real, like, memory would probably be, I was in the living room watching the game. It was the Gilbert Arenas game winner against the Utah Jazz. Okay. Mm. I, that was, like, the first, like, real big memory that, like, stuck in my brain. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I kind of want to get more into it, watch the games. So, like, that shot in Gilbert Arenas really got me into, like, the Wizards and basketball heavy. So, um, two things with that. You just aged me quite a bit there. And also, um, Gilbert Arenas was actually my first, like, uh, real memory of being an actual fan room for the team because I remember when they signed him. And I actually – Joe remembers this. I played with him on, on – it wasn't 2K. It was um, – what was that game, Joe? Inside Drive or whatever? NBA, NBA Live. No, it was NBA, NBA Inside Drive 2002 uh, or something. And I was playing with Gilbert Arenas on the Warriors, and I dropped like 80 points. And I was like, this guy's nice. And then the next offseason, the Wizards signed him. I'm like, hey, I know that name. Uh, <laughs> so that, that was my first kind of thing. So Gilbert Arenas, yeah. Um, but that's cool. But I want to touch on your YouTube real quick. So you've done it for three years-ish? Yeah, yeah. I've so have you had a spike in subscribers like recently? I definitely have. Um, I did a reaction video to Denny Obvious Maccabi Tel Aviv highlights, mm-hmm. and I guess it got around in Israel, and that fan base is <laughs> out over. Yeah. They showed the love. They showed the support. I mean, I love those guys. I mean, it was crazy. It's something I didn't expect. I mean, I think it was like my very first reaction video, too, as well, and I mean, it blew up. And so I always got a shout out to Israel fam. I love those guys. <laughs> yeah. And because I already like Denny coming in when the Wizards drafted him. And I love him even more now. I love his family. I love his fan base over there in Israel. Well, that's awesome. Now you just got to double down. Now, I think you did a Ruby one too. Just get Japan yeah. too because they got a whole yeah. bunch of people. Yeah. And, you'll, and you'll, be, you'll, you'll be at like a million in no time. Um, yeah. But okay, so... I'm going to go, I'm going to backtrack because you said you like the Denny pick. We don't have to touch too much on like the draft or whatever, but I was going to say, what's your reaction to the Russell Westbrook trade? My initial thoughts was I hated it. I didn't like it. And after I like settled down emotionally, because like when I really started to like grow up, John Wall was like that pick in 2010 and I kind of grew up with him. And so it was a lot of emotion going into my reaction and initial thoughts. But 
after thinking about like seeing what Russ did in Houston, I thought it could work. I thought it was a good for both sides. I thought it could be a good thing because I didn't want John to come back and then the Wizards struggle and then John take blame and as yeah. well make things awkward with Brad because Brad felt like he could be the number one and John still felt like he could be the number one. So I feel like it was a good thing in the end for both sides. But so I started off kind of mad and then I turned around and I was like, I think it could work. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Joe went back and forth many a times in that argument. I, I mean, this back, I mean, you couldn't convince Mike was, you couldn't convince Mike Westbrook was a top five player like eight years ago, which is ludicrous. It's not true, but, but I'm not gonna. But what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna say is this, like, I think, I think, um, you know, I think Russ need, they need a front court to solidify the defense. Like in my opinion, the Russ trade, it doesn't matter if it's Russ or John or any point guard in the NBA, like with what they have right now on defense, it's just not going to work. So that's just my thoughts on it. I think we go back and forth all day on whether it should be Russ or John, but that's, that's just, you know, my two cents. I just have never been, or I, I think Russ is a fantastic basketball player to watch. I would never, I never wanted him on my team though. And then once it became a reality, listen, I've watched those Houston highlights from last year, at least five times, especially recently, because I was like, when did he forget how to dunk? Cause I don't, I think he has zero this year, but here's the thing. Now he has a quad injury that we found out about. So that explains it a little bit, but still I was watching these games. Like where did the, we didn't, we didn't trade for this Russell Westbrook. Where's the one that dunks on people and is exciting to watch. So that was always what, I mean, so hopefully when they come back and he's healthy, maybe it's a new Russ, but Thomas Bryant just tore his ACL, which is not, he was, I would say having a pretty good season, but like Joe, no, he wasn't the best defender. So it'll be interesting um, to what they do. Would you be interested in like a trade for Andre Drummond? Have you ever like entertained that thought? Um, or any bro, center for that matter? Uh, I've thought about, you know, because when the offseason had begun, I kind of wanted to, as far as trade assets in the offseason, I was thinking about Miles Turner. Like that was a guy I was very interested in. Andre Drummond, I didn't know how how really much I liked him as far as wanting him on the team. Um, and I still feel the same way about him. I think there was also some options like Tristan Thompson I was interested in at the time. But they rounded up going with Robin Lopez. And, I mean, I was kind of indifferent about that move. But now, if there's a center, I know Alex Lynch just got released, so they could potentially look at him as well. But I would say I don't know if you should make a trade because I really will have to see how the Wizards look by the time trade deadline rolls around. Because right now, I don't know if it's worth giving up the assets and you looking at being at the bottom of the standings. I think the other thing with um... – Drummond is he makes 28 I 28 million and when you look at the Wizards roster it's really hard to get that number to 28 million without giving up a Bertans essentially and you don't want to do that so yeah it'll be interesting I I, th I know Joe was pushing hard I don't know if I'd want him as my GM but Joe was pushing hard uh Joe what did you say he wanted to trade how many first rounders for Miles Turner Ooh, and don't I lie I'm not even drunk during that conversation, but probably two or th I mean, I'd give up two. I'd give up a protected first, start there, uh, and then I'd give up next year's first and this year's protected, and I'd probably give up uh, anybody other than 
right now Beal, uh, Denny, Rui, and Bertons. I mean, that's just – I don't know. I mean, Miles Turner, I was going to say, he's bumped up his stock because he's averaging like four and a half blocks a game right now. But So that's probably out of the out of the – you know, out of options there, but um, yeah, that's, that's D. Feel free to just rip that idea. I'm, <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's. I would say a lot for a center that's not like Joel Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns. No, I hear you. Jokic level. I feel like Miles Turner is good defensively, like as far as getting blocks and things like that. I mean, I wouldn't say Miles Turner is special. If I'm giving up multiple first-round picks for a big man, he's got to be special for me. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking, you know, I was thinking it's like a puzzle piece, and it's like you need that piece, and we just don't have that. And if you're averaging 120 points a game and your your issue is defense, fix the fu- – sorry, excuse my language, but fix the defense. <laughs> and then you'll be a top-10 team. That's how it works. So that's just me. And it seems like, you know, these draft picks nowadays take three years to develop anyway. So um, other than, you know, Denny's been fantastic this year. Um, and you could argue Denny's been the best defensive player, but they need to fix the front court defense and the switchability and all that good stuff that they are just severely lacking in. I was going to touch, I was going to touch on Denny real quick. Cause, Cause I know I watched your reaction video to Denny and it seems like you, did you do one? Did you do one like right after they drafted him, and then like one recently? Well, how, how many have you done? Um, I did the reaction to when they drafted him, and then like a little while later, I did the first reaction to his um, Tel Aviv highlights. Okay, yeah, because I know you loved him, and I know one thing I remember you were highlighting was um, how good of a or smart of a player he was, and then how I would say how smart of a player he was on both ends of the floor because his help defense instincts are like next level already, which is very, I would say he might be the best defender on the team. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, cause I mean, it's not a high bar to pass. <laughs> yeah. For the Wizards, so yeah, that's true. I, like, I feel like he's definitely one of the best, if not the best defenders on the team as well too. He does a very good job at using his length. Um, he doesn't foul out like Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner has a problem sometimes with fouling and fouling guys. And he's been in the league for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, and the issue with a lot of young guys who can have the potential to be good defensively is they foul a lot. You know, they have the length, but they don't know how to use it. He's had games where he's had foul trouble before. But for the most part, I've been impressed with it. I've been impressed with how he uses his length, how he's guarded point guards at the NBA level, and he just turned 20. So for me, that's very impressive. And the other thing was, uh, I think you said if, if he basically starts, I feel like he, that game where he had 20, 20 points, five rebounds and five assists, he was hitting, he pulled out the step back. He pulled out these things. Like, it's like, whoa, where did this come from? And now people, Wizards fans are like, okay, like we should start running plays for this guy. But, you know, when Russ gets back, that's going to be an interesting dynamic. But he definitely is... I think when they said he might be the steal of the draft, they weren't lying. I mean, he was supposed to be a top five pick. So it'll be very interesting. Um, I don't know if Joe, Joe, I don't know if you were going to say something. I was just going to say back to Tristan Thompson. Um, so we could actually bring him in because he's pretty familiar with Clarendon. Um, he actually had a situation with somebody other than Khloe Kardashian a couple years ago at Darna, Darna Lounge right down the street. So, 
Um, you know, I, I don't think it would be too far fetched for him to want to come back here and uh, you know see what else is in uh, in the waters there at Darna. Okay, so you you went the joke. I I, I was like, where's this going? <laughs> I, was like, I just <laughs> he's a big Clarendon guy, from what I hear. So oh my God. I think that was Joe's way of bringing me in. D, I have just jumped on the Wizards train. I'm originally from Pittsburgh. There's no basketball team here, so I was kind of out on the NBA. I was like, it's fine, but I don't have a team. So this was my season. I was all in on the Wizards. So I'm new to this. I'm learning. Welcome aboard. Welcome. And suffering a bit, um, but I think that's part of it. So I'm just along for the ride here, but I'm all aboard the Chloe Kardashian, Tristan Thompson train. So if we're talking about that, I, I can so talk do, about Okay, okay. So you no. do not want him to come back, or you don't want him to go to Washington is what you're saying. Oh my God, I would love Tristan Thompson here. Imagine Chloe Kardashian, I could, we'd become friends. That's how I Okay, think. okay. Well, it's where he cheated on her, so I just, I don't want to ruin that relationship for you. Listen, I'm not here to judge Chloe and her, her man. Yeah. If you Washington, I can be friends with her. Sure. I'll go okay. to brunch. Okay. I can't remember exactly when Savannah texted our uh, group chat um, for the podcast, but she said, um, if this is what it's like to be a Wizards fan, I'm out. <laughs> I think, I, think tough, I don't know man. what the record it's was tough. at the time, but it, it, it might have been, a, I don't know what game it was. But I, I was think just it was like, the 0-3 start or something like that, where it was just, not good. <laughs> yeah. I didn't sign Sometimes, up for this. Um, <laughs> you definitely get some of those times where it's just like, uh, I don't know if I should do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, it gets rough. It definitely gets rough. It's a tough scene. <laughs> now, this is a very slight tangent. I meant to actually joke about it right when we started, but I almost rescinded the offer to have you on because I saw you an Eagles fan. So, uh, so, uh, <laughs> First of all, what's wrong with the Eagles? And two, um, how, uh, yeah, I was going to say, what's wrong with you? Why are you an Eagles fan? <laughs> well, it's very funny that you bring that up because I like all Washington teams except for the Washington football yeah. team. That's the only <laughs> team that's in D.C. area that I don't like. And it's because when I started watching football, um, it was the Eagles and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And – I, like, I really liked Terrell Owens. I really liked him. And I like the Eagles colors. And they're like, mm -hmm. on, their on the wings on the helmet. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I like this team. And I just yeah. ended up sticking with them. Like, and that <laughs> ended up being my team. And they got one Super Bowl. But yeah, got one. after that, I don't know, you know, what's going on. Listen, man, there's always room over here. We don't, we don't even have a name, but <laughs> we're starting to win. Well, uh, Speaking of that, I just want—I know—I want to know your opinion right now as a um, outsider, not a Washington football team fan. What is your opinion on like these new names? If you've seen them, like our accounts promoted, like you know, different names, like the Wolves or the Red Wolves. Like, what's your opinion on that? I was a big fan of the Red Wolves. I also was like that. I kind of like the Red Tails, but if I had to pick out of all the ones I've seen, the Red Wolves was kind of. The one because wolf, wolf is my favorite animal. So yeah. I was like, okay, well we're on the we're on our way here. We're gonna get D. <laughs> we're gonna get him. Oh, just yeah. change it to Red Wolves. Uh, the Eagles are gonna trade Carson Wentz and go into a tailspin. You just you just hop on board whenever you want. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to make that commitment. You know, I got a couple of Philly these Eagles, yeah. but uh, the Red Wolves is a good start. That's a that's okay. a good start. We'll take that. We'll yeah. we'll we'll take that. Um. 
just so now two kind of trade things I want to talk about. First, what's your just reaction to the James Harden trade? Um, well, one, I it was expected. I thought it was either going to be Brooklyn or or I thought it was going to be Philadelphia because they were already talking about those two teams the most. Mm-hmm. And so, and after the Lakers loss, and he did what he did in the post game um, press conference, I knew he was gone very soon. There's no coming back from that. So. Yeah. I thought that KD and Harden would be an amazing duo. Like, I thought their games fit each other very well, and they would match very well. Now, my only worry was Kyrie Irving and what's going to go on with him when he comes back. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, you know, for Brooklyn Nets fans, you would hope that it's like a rich get richer situation and not a too many chefs in the kitchen type situation. Mm -hmm. So... I like the trade for the Nets. I think in order to win in this league, you need stars. You know, it's yeah. good to have young players, is you know, and you know, role players and things like that. But if you can get a star like James Harden, you're gonna get him. Yeah, I just, I just find it wild just how many picks they gave up, and because it was the, what was it, the three firsts and then the four swaps. So in theory, I always said in theory they gave up possibly like seven straight picks um or better picks with the swaps it's just <laughs> they they better win and then we don't know what's wrong with, i mean Kyrie now i think he's coming back i think after his absence yeah, yeah. and his uh I, I forget the exact number but his game check fine essentially was a massive number to just kind of throw away that money essentially but um, and then I wanted to get into this because I think I haven't watched this video, admittedly, of yours, but did you react to trade like possibilities for Bradley Beal? Is that what it was? I was bored because the Wizards haven't played and it feels like ages. So yeah. I just went online and I react to um, a good amount of trade packages that I've seen for Bradley Beal. And the one that I really liked, I believe it was um, from a site called Sports Knot. Um, and it was involved in the Denver Nuggets, and it was Bobo, Gary Harris, and Michael Porter Jr., and I believe two first-round picks. Say and less. It's funny because Ooh, Michael take Porter that. Jr. and Bobo were two guys that I wanted the Wizards to draft, so we'll be getting two guys that I already wanted to draft in the back. But I think you get a rising star, in my opinion, and Michael Porter Jr., who can become a very good player. Bobo, I'm not sure yet. I know the media hypes him up a lot. Um, but his, his I, dad I too. Not, his, his dad played yeah. here. That'd be dope. Yeah, that connection as well, and just the picks are added bonuses too. And Gary Harris is a decent player as well. So I kind of like that that package right there. You get the youth, you get the picks, and you get a role player in Harris. So that's what I went to. What I went with. Yeah, we I put that um on our Instagram story. So like our Twitter actually just hit. I think it just hit 2000 followers because of um, this Deshaun Watson thing. And we're kind of uh, fanning the flames, if you will, with these uh, Jersey swaps and uh, the followers kind of come from those, but, and then on Instagram, we have like over 8,000. So that's where I usually try to put questions out for content. And for, I, I guess wizards fans were asleep because I got like three responses to the story question. And I think one of them was essentially just what you said, but I think, the, the guard they drafted this year, I forget his name, the one that like played in uh, New Zealand. Um, uh, uh, you know nice. who I'm talking about. It was, it was, I think, I think it was a Nuggets package, but it had. Uh, pl- what's his name? 
I know, I know who you're talking about. I don't know why. Is it Hampton? Is it Hampton? Hampton? It, is R.J. Hampton? Is it he play for the Nuggets? Oh, R.J. Hampton. Yeah. Um, R.J. Hampton. <laughs> yeah, Savannah knows. I was gonna uh, say that. Um, yeah, I think he played his, in the. He played in the NBL. He played. He played in Australia last year. So, yeah. I was like, because it was um, R.J. Hampton and it was Killian Hayes. I know those were the two like other guys that played overseas. Yeah. So I saw a package with him in it. It was essentially the same thing you said you saw on that website, but I guess they added a couple players. That would be a very tempting offer because you get good players with great potential, but you're giving away the guy who literally leads the league in scoring by like four points. And I think Quentin Mayo said he's like 26 in touches, which is ridiculous to me. Like that is that analytic just doesn't add up. Like, how do you lead the league in scoring in 26 and touches? But uh, yeah. So uh, Joe, I don't know if you, you said you would take it, Joe, right? I mean, I would damn, damn near take it. Yeah. I mean, you, with Brad or Russ, it's like, you can almost have to center your entire team around those two players, one or the other. And it's like, if you can go get two first round picks in that process, I would do that, especially unprotected. Like, if those picks are unprotected, you pretty much – it's Denver, so maybe you could package those two picks for a future higher first-round pick. But it's like, we got to get assets here because we don't want to end up just losing Bradley in free agency two years down the line and get nothing for him when we could have gotten potentially two all-stars, a high-level role player, and two first-round picks packaged into a higher first-round pick. That's, that's the way I see it. It will be hard to lose Bradley Beal. I'll say that. It will be hard. I mean, John Wall was tough to stomach, and he, he was my favorite player when they were playing together. But Bradley Beal has quickly become one of my, like, all-time favorite Wizards just because he's so he's gotten so good. He's like a 2K player where it's like you just keep adding attributes. He's gotten better every single year. Like, when he first came in the league, I was like, don't give him the ball because he can't dribble. Like, he, he freaks out, and he, he's like Bambi, basically. Um so, it, yeah, it would hurt to lose Bradley Beal for sure. But just kind of, I guess, to wrap this up, um, where do you see the season going? Do you, do you see a little bit of a push? I mean, or is Scott Brooks going to get fired? Like, we, there's – They want to know, D. People out there want to know. <laughs> this COVID break has really given us time to think. <laughs> think – I think it's tough. I think – it really depends on how Russell Westbrook comes back from the quad injury. Is he going to be 100% when he comes back? Is he ever going to be 100% for the season? Because, like I said, it's kind of starting to give me that Dwight Howard vibe. When Dwight Howard came in, he was hurt from the jump. And he played a couple games, but he was never fully there, like 100% healthy. So that kind of scares me right there because the Wizards have a history. So it depends on that. It depends on the center play now that Thomas Bryan is gone. And I don't trust Scott Brooks. Um, if you follow me, you know I'm not the biggest Scott Brooks fan at all. Uh, I don't know. I think they may be able to push for that AFC, but it's going to be tough. Well, that would be a very Wizards yeah. thing to do. You know that, that hashtag on uh, Twitter, hashtag so Wizards. <laughs> Just skim by, get the eighth seed. Yeah. Oh, that would, that would be, uh, um, I mean, offensively though, like they can compete with one through eight, like they can offensively. So that's the thing that goes back to my whole puzzle piece thing. If you really want to do make a push, you're going to have to give up some leverage. Um, maybe they make a push. They realize it's not going to work 
and then trade Brad for the two first round picks in the off season and then kind of reload there. But I, I mean, they're in a tight spot. Tommy Shepard's been in power for about a year and a half now. And, you know, he's had the opportunity to trade Brad for a year and a half. So um, I guess we'll figure this out, but it's like you said, it's going to be a tough one for sure. But all right. Well, um, I don't know if any, uh, Savannah, I don't know. You're usually, you usually just have some random fun questions. I don't know if you have one for D. Um, yeah. You know I, what? Since I said earlier, you know, I'm just getting into this whole wizards thing. You've been a wizards fan. You like love this team. Do you have like an elevator pitch as to why I should stay a fan of this team? Like I'm really losing hope here. So I'd love to hear like your elevator pitch to keep me in this fandom. Elevator pitch. I would say that this may not be the most popular team and popular fan base. And I know it's not looking good right now, but I would say if you're a Wizards fan and you're in the Wizards family, it's a tight family. It's a close bond. Everybody's real. There's no fake. If you with us, you roll with us. Um, there's no, oh, we're bad. I'm not a fan no more. If you're a Wizards fan, we're all family. Provide or die. You know, we got each other's backs. So if the team ain't playing that well, we always got each other at the end of the day. We never switch up. Oh, okay. I'm a Wizards fan. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so good right now. I feel like I'm so safe as a Wizards fan right now. I just, I don't want to be that person that leaves now. I, I'm in. Okay. Don't leave. Uh, <laughs> all right, dude. That was awesome. Well, uh, thanks again for coming on. Uh, thanks, listeners, Steve. if you're listening, it's at D talks a lot on both uh, Twitter and YouTube. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you have an, do you have an Instagram? I don't know if you want to plug uh, that. Uh, I do have an Instagram. I will follow you guys on Instagram too. Uh, it's D talks a lot underscore. Ah, okay um and you said you're you're off to record a video right what 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 are we recording tonight um i believe that i'm going to record probably after this next game i'm going to go record what katie and Kyrie and harden look like i'm very interested that was my game okay. tonight so i want to react to them I, I actually just saw them play I, I flipped on when they were playing the bucks and it's just it's surreal watching those dudes play nine years later um yeah it's it's crazy their games have I mean, well, also, I just want to ask basketball. I want to ask you one last thing. It's the conspiracy of a sh that shot of uh, James Harden in Houston, and he looks pretty round. And then they showed him in, in, in a Nets thing, and he looks pretty slender. Yeah. What happened? What, what? <laughs> I don't oh, know. He, he made me like a shapeshifter or something because <laughs> mind boggling to me. I don't know a man who can just get big, get ripped. It's small. It's, yeah. I don't know who can do it. I mean, apparently he can. I don't know who his trainer is. I don't know what his chef yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, he's got a hell of, he's got a hell of a trainer, whoever that is. <laughs> or he was wearing a fat suit to troll everybody. Or the fat suit theory. <laughs> fat suit is a good theory. Uh, all right. Well, D, thanks a lot, man. And uh, we'll have this podcast up probably tomorrow. And uh, you'll, you'll see it on uh, Twitter, YouTube, and uh, we'll, well, what we do is post a 60 second chop up of our, our episodes and we put them on Instagram. So uh, to direct people to uh, listen. So again, man, thanks a lot. And uh, I'm glad you convinced Savannah to stay a Wizards fan. Yes. Thank you. There's anything I could have done is <laughs> could have convinced Savannah to stay a Wizards fan. Well, I we think I'll you when I'm wearing a jersey.
I appreciate that. And if we uh, get the merch done, we will send you some merch too, for sure. Yeah. And we got to have you on again, possibly. Hopefully if the Wizards are doing good. Yes, yes. I would love to be on again. Yeah, All right, man. Thank you guys for having me on. Of course, uh, bro. Enjoy this. This was fun. Any other time you guys want to have me, just let me know. Sweet, man. And yeah, definitely whoever's right, listening, brother. go check out his uh, YouTube.com slash Detox a lot. You react. It's good content. And uh, we're talking to, to you. We're talking to you, listener in Austria. <laughs> You heard yeah. us. We have listeners in Austria and England, we found out. Ah, yeah, nice. international flair. But all right, man. Uh, this is fun, man. So, uh, yeah, take it easy and we'll, uh, we'll uh, reach out again for sure. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank see you, man. Bye. Peace. That was Detox a lot. That was fun, guys. Good Wizards talk. Savannah's. Everyone uh, loves Wizards talk. Um, huh? I learned so much just from sitting and listening. Oh, man. That, he was great. He was great. Um, anyway, so, yeah, we'll just keep this going. Um, I was going to say, should we, <laughs> I was gonna say, should we just pause and reset? But, I mean, we can just keep talking unless we want to pause and reset. I'm, I'm good. Does anybody need five after that? I'm getting I'm hot not- and heavy over here from that trade talk. I don't know. Whew. You know what? I am all set. I have a sip of water and I'm ready to get into some Washington football team talk. All right. Well, a lot happened in the last two days. And my vocal cords are resting, so I'm ready mm. to get in here. So yeah, Washington football talk. So what has happened recently? Well, Marty Herney is hired as the titled general manager. There's been debate about what his role will be. Was um, he officially hired? Sorry to cut you off. but uh, Yes. Uh, I don't know if... Did, I don't think they've announced it, but it's pretty much like all the top yeah. reporters have essentially said it's all but done. Okay. So Marty Herney, he's uh, he's old. He's he's not a young GM by any means. He was with uh, he was with Ron Rivera. Tw- he was with Carolina twice with Ron Rivera. It's weird that he got fired, and now Ron Rivera is going to hire him, or he or he hired Ron Rivera, and now Ron Rivera is hiring him. That's how that that's kind of a weird. Uh, <laughs> Dynamic, and then the second thing that came out today was Martin May, who, who whose name you heard in the GM hiring process. They're still hiring him just as a high up, like I don't know, his VP of player personnel. I thought that's what uh, Kyle Smith had, but I haven't heard anything about Kyle Smith. I don't know if Kyle Smith is out now. Like Joe, have you heard anything? I haven't heard anything, but it seems like he is. Right, this guy's coming in for that spot, so right? it just depends. I don't know what the structure is of the of the front office we don't know i know it's a coach centric i know ron rivera is kind of running the show but yeah they were not ha- they were uh, the marty herney uh hire on twitter did not go over well um his resume on paper from pe- when you look at like records and like draft classes it doesn't look great <laughs> so i don't know how to feel I, I i trust ron rivera that's what i'll say I'll, i trust ron rivera but I don't know, like Joe or Savannah, if you have any thoughts on how those hirings went down. Savannah, you want to go first? Oh, for sure. Um, I love bringing in experience. I think that's something this team was missing. When you cleared out the front office before, you didn't have time to bring in a bunch of people. It, it was missing experience. You brought definitely that in with two older guys, minimum, that you're hiring on. 
You've worked with them. Ron Rivera's worked with them before. He knows how well they work together. And if he is going to be running the show, he needs someone that he knows he works well with. He doesn't need to take a chance on somebody that he might work well with. If we're in a win now situation, find somebody that you know you like, you know you work well with and bring them in because they're already going to buy into what Ron Rivera is selling. So I don't Boom. mind it. Yeah. Might drop on that, but I don't mind it. I think it's fine on paper. It, it could be better. He has an 0-16 record that people love to talk about, and I keep seeing that thrown around. So the poor guy. Oh, with the when he was the Lions. Mm-hmm. And here, um, that's a uh, Joe. Where you? I, I'll let you go first. That's and I'll say that's it. where I knew the name. Okay, because I didn't. I didn't look back into his like teams that he, other than the Carolina stints. Um, that makes sense. Okay, that name does that. The uh, okay, the Herney jokes from like seven years ago are coming back to me now. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, I like the hire because like Savannah said, it's just somebody that Ron feels comfortable with. And I don't know who this Mayhew guy is. I don't know a lot about him, but uh, he's obviously good at putting together football teams because he's he's been with San Fran, right? So Yeah, I think that was the sexy pick. I think people saw that name when the GM search and would, would have been happy with him as the Jesus GM. And then the, the fact that they're bringing him in, now they're kind of assembling what looks like a good team. Uh, I think it, and this is kind of funny how we just talked about Wizards, but the Wizards kind of have assembled this front office of people and like, like people that are good, like in analytics, people that are good and like, and they have all these like titles. It's a huge front office. Um, it hasn't produced great results, but it, it, it it's kind of, it kind of has that feeling of yeah. people that you're comfortable with, like Savannah was saying. And also I think that was kind of a sentiment that Jason Wright said on the radio when they said, why would they hire a guy like Marty Herney is like, it's not to have a yes man, it's to have somebody. And I think Jason might have an example. He's like, I hired this girl um, from my old firm to help me run my operation, mainly because I knew she was going to call me out on my BS. And I think that's very smart business. If you, I think successful teams are built like that. So um, the segue though from Marty Herney is, you know who we drafted in 2009? Pat Safford. And you know who might possibly very well get traded? Matt Stafford. <laughs> so that's a segue into man. I, I don't know how to phrase this. I should have like came up with like some monologue prepared. I want an apology from people because we put the Deshaun Watson thing out before rumors happened. I'll give Joe credit for it. Cause Joe was like, dude, like Houston sucks. Like Houston, like they, they suck. And then you start looking at their situation. No first round pick this year, no second round pick this year. I think they're $15 million in the red on cap space. Um, yeah. Fired out, blew out everybody. Like they, and I'm just thinking Deshaun Watson is going to be wasted in Houston. Like they don't have any avenues to get better. And that's why Houston should probably try to think about moving him for assets. They're not even thinking the fact that Deshaun Watson is probably a smart guy and was like, Oh no, like I'm 25, 26 years old. My prime is being wasted away here. JJ Watts on video basically saying, sorry, dude, we wasted another one of your years. And I'm like, it's only a matter of time before one, his agent decides, oh, we probably should move you or like force a trade, which I don't think, I, I don't think players should have that kind of power, but like, shoot, if it's coming to my team, I'm not, I'm not gonna be mad at it. But I want to apologize because we put that out there and people said we were crazy and people like, no way, dude, no way. Like they trade him zero shot. Then what happened? We already went through this, the tweet about when they hired the GM. He said, something's never changed. Then he deleted that tweet. Um, and then he tweeted out something. Uh, he tweeted out 
I was on a, what was it on a two now I'm on a 10 or something like that. Yeah. But it was in reference to a tweet from Schefter saying his level of madness was on a two. Now it's like a 10. So he basically just, everybody knew what that meant. So, and now reports coming out that it's likely that he might be moved. It's like now it's a full gone conclusion that he's going to get moved. And now Washington was mentioned actually officially in an article it was a more speculation, but the, an NFC executive said, quote, they will be involved in a big way in getting a quarterback. So after that long, after that, to hear that. After, and they said an uh, upcoming team with a bunch of cap space that can afford Deshaun Watson is the Washington football team. That brings me to the question of what would you give up for Deshaun Watson? What do they want? Yeah, is anyone not named Chase Young and Montez Sweat? Yeah, or or just throw in one of those two, and maybe less of a one less first round pick. Not Chase Young though. I'm good with Chase. Chase, if you're listening, I would never trade you. But so, Montez, I love you, Montez Sweat. But you you could probably go in that trade for Deshaun. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, if you get like I was telling uh, D on on what we were just talking about, I I mentioned the same kind of say, hey, what would you trade for Deshaun Watson? I think we got like over 50 replies and you can tell which people don't know how the trade market works and which do because people are like oh like a first round pick and landon collins a first round pick and a guy who just tore his achilles you're not getting to sean watson for that sorry but um yeah people are saying like a 2021 first a 2021 third 2022 first 2022 second Matt I Matt Ioannidis and Landon Collins seem to be the most popular players to just throw in these trades. I mean, like yeah. take them, but they shouldn't be the selling point. <laughs> well, Matt Ioannidis actually might be the best defensive lineman when he's healthy, so that is a legit player to throw into a trade. But I'm not giving you, I'm not giving you Montez. I'm not giving you Chase. It's really hard to give up Payne and Allen. Like I love all those guys, and I don't think you build up a D line just to have it good for one year, really. And be like, okay, we can get it. Now let's blow the D-line up and go get a quarterback. I, I'm not a fan of that. I think I try to do it with as many picks as possible. Yeah. They're so cap strong over there, though. It's like you could give up one of these guys on a rookie contract, and they'd, they'd be more than happy to, to take them on for two or three years, knowing they're 15 mil in, in, in the red, right? So I don't know. And, and listen, they can cut a bunch of people and, and save a bunch of money like every team can, but the problem is that, then you have more holes to fill and you got to use free agency money on that. And you're going to get older guys on bad contracts. Most likely you don't have any young, affordable talent. I mean, I'm trying to think of their young, good players. This Will, is the situation. Sorry, go on. I was going to say, Will Fuller's gone. I'm pretty sure. And then I think they have, um, Eric Reed's brother. What's his name? Um, blank on his first name. Yeah. He, he wears number 20. Um, yeah, they have him and I'm, and I don't think, and they're, and that was on defense. They're the worst, uh, side of the ball for them so they're not going to trade a young player on that side of the ball for a draft pick that makes no sense so Houston definitely I think will trade him the only issue is the Jets can like offer the second pick and a bunch of other stuff but I don't know why the Jets would do that I mean the Jets have use all these picks you have on young affordable talent and don't blow it all on Deshaun so It'll be interesting. I just, I just, I just think it's funny now. Everybody's like, "Oh, what would you give for Deshaun Watson?" I'm like, "We asked this question in December, people," and people said, "No way." I just want an apology. It's, it's apology. happening. 
you're not going to get one, but um, I think, I think Stafford is, is, is probably the most realistic with Herney knowing him and drafting him before. So we're probably going to be there and, and honestly sign me up for Stafford. I'm going to buy that Jersey too. If he Interesting. I wonder yeah. what, I wonder what a uh, number he'd wear. Cause he can't wear nine. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, we've seen somebody in the ring of honor, give it up before, right? The Haskins. Joe, so. Jesus. That's never happening again after that. You realize Sonny's still alive. You know, yes. we got Sonny's autograph back in the day. He was kind of a dick, honestly. He don't, was sitting with. Don't drag. Not, yeah, he was just sitting with Larry Michael, who you know we all know now is um, kind of a creep. But I'm out. I'm out on Sonny. I know he was. Oh, this is gonna piss off so many Washington fans. Because he was. He was, a was dick. He was a dick. He was smoking a cigar in a breakfast, like, in a hotel. Oh. In the hotel, maybe that's Sonny's thing, and it's like, dude, you're like 100, so it doesn't matter. What year was that? 2000, doesn't matter. 2000, it was 2008. It was 2008. 2008. They were at the they were at the big hotel in Cleveland. It was for the Hall of Fame game that preseason, and uh, you know, he had Sonny and Larry Michael eating. We actually finagled our way in there and ate some omelets as well. But they were eating omelets and uh, with the tea at the team hotel. We actually ate breakfast right next to Sonny and Larry Michael and Sonny. Um, our dad, well, he was reluctant to sign the, like, he was just like, God, he's like, I got to sign this kind of thing. Yeah, we were just oh. kids, but I was, was, yeah, I was like 15. Joe was like 11. Who does he think he is? This is the DCXP podcast. Okay, this is it. This is story time. Cause I remember that trip. We, uh, dad's like, we met up with dad's, like he had a coworker who was a massive, like Washington fan. Like this guy had a basement full of collectibles type. Like he collected a bunch of stuff. He like. He Team photographers. Uh, yeah, he he sometimes. shot he shot photos for a couple like lower level tier players, but we were just we just got in their team hotel and kind of chilled on one of the floors that they were I guess in meetings or something. They were walking back and forth, and I remember seeing Mike Sellers. That dude was so big, like he looks huge on a football field as a fullback. But I was watching like that guy doesn't look like a fullback. That guy looks like a defensive tackle who weighs 350 yeah. pounds. We were standing right next to the GM at the time, Vinny Serrato, that absolute clown show. And uh, he was like asking people, uh, is Dan up yet? Is Dan here yet? And they were like, no, Dan's upstairs. He's finishing a workout or something. And it was just surreal. Like, holy, <laughs> we're like in this right now. Like these are all, this is the dysfunctional organization that everyone talks about right here. Dan, I don't know. It's pretty Dan crazy. Snyder working out. That's a, that's a funny visual. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways that was a whole tangent but i don't even know how we got there sorry yeah sorry well i'm gonna skip this part i think we'll save it you know how last time i said we'll have like a um uh more like name centric episode where we can talk about like potential names and stuff uh we put out a wolves design right i said here's a little t i just had an idea in my head usually what when graphic design comes in my head i have to, you have to find the picture first like you can't be like, oh, I have this design. If I have this person in this pose, and I just found Chase Young in like a three-point stance and put him with some wolves, and and kind of got inspiration from a monogram logo that I saw for a W, and I was like, oh, this is kind of simple, easy, whatever. Decide. Of course, it blows up. People are going, getting the debates. They hate the name. They love the name. Literally, the, it's polar opposite reaction. There's no in the middle reaction. It's this sucks. They, somebody called it a $5 bootleg logo. That's rude, first oh, of all. Like $5. I don't even know what that means. First of all, I took literally the Washington W that they have right now and just used a claw mark on the left side. So 
it didn't take too much effort. <laughs> I guess if you want to call it a bootleg logo, that's, that's your prerogative. But well, I have a, actually, I tried to get Jason right on the podcast. I really did, guys. I thought I, I thought I had him. It was a valiant effort. I appreciate it. And, uh, and, a, and a, a bunch of people tagged him too, like in replies or quote tweets. So he definitely saw it because I looked up who, what he likes. And if somebody replies to him or mentions him, he, he sees it. So he definitely saw the design. He's seen the designs. He's talked about that. But um, I do have a kind of a mini pitch for why that specific logo would be great. And uh, I'm not going to do it here because I got to prepare it. But uh, I do have a Red Wolves pitch that I think is really good. Um, and then uh, I'm totally out on Wolves. So I'm Wolves or in- Red Wolves, you're not a big fan. No, I'm out. And I love okay. your design. It's not because of you. Like uh, I really appreciate the work you I- put in. I'll give you, I'll give you the pitch. Like when we do it, I, I, I guarantee I'm not going to turn you, but you'll be like, that's a good pitch. Okay. And I'm willing to hear it. I, I have an open mind, but as of now I'm out. Okay. I'll, I'll, I have to write it up now. I meant to do that in my like notes. I'm 50, 50. So I'm the one you got to sway. I'm 50, 50 on it. Honestly. But also I just want to call out some people. If you took the time to change your name on Twitter, your name, not your handle. Maybe if you did it on hand, if you do handle, you're a, a psycho to me. But if you did your name like anti-Red Wolves or like say no to the Red Wolves, I'm like, you have problems. A team name's not that important. You shouldn't like be promoting how against a certain name you are. How about you promote the name you want? I'm changing my handle to anti-Red Wolves. No, God, yeah, no, I will change, I'm changing it right now. Speaking of that, I do want to, I do want to mention something. So we just hit 2000 followers. I was going to, I was going to joke with Savannah on uh, who's going to get to their milestone first. Savannah, you're at like 980 followers on Twitter. You're almost at the 1000 mark. I'm so close to a thousand followers on Twitter. Sav J. At Sav J, please follow me. Make your mom follow me. Make your dad follow me. Make your sister and brother. I'd make a fake account. I don't care. 978 followers we were at we were at 1975 followers and i was i i wasn't planning on picking up a bunch of followers today like it it just kind of happened so we hit 2000 before you hit a thousand so it's like an inner competition but um got a lot i got some nationals fans because somebody blew that lester uh photoshop up so (laughs) i hope you guys stay (laughs) because They, yes, they, they, I have a lot to say about the Nats. So um, you do. Are, are you? I don't know if you were planning on this, like because they've um, obviously made moves and stuff. Are you planning any like a uh, written thing for? You have anything? Yeah, you I wasn't, but you know what? I probably should write something. I got a lot of thoughts. They. So um, we're still waiting on um, a big move. I, th- I think um, we did, we already talked about John Lester, right? That was already, we already talked about it. Yeah, that was last podcast. Okay, so John Lester's on the team, and then uh, not too much has happened with them. Um, other, uh, I think George Springer went to the Jays, so that's a pipe dream that was gone. He got a lot, he got a lot of money too. Yeah. Um, Brantley signed back with the Astros mm-hmm. after reports came out that he was signing with the Jays, and then he oh, did. Awkward. Messy day on MLB Twitter. Um, Okay, so let's speed this up. So Nationals, Capitals lost to the Penguins twice. It's uh, ignoring it, but we have to talk about it. Joe is DMing us on Twitter right now, and he's his name to Anthony Redwall. <laughs> All caps. They need to know. Wait, hold on. 
Sorry to the listeners right now. This is a slight delay. Wow, Joe really changed his name to anti-Red Wolves on Twitter. <laughs> I've all talked because I don't want someone to unfollow me because I changed my name. It's hard for these followers. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, I, I stand with Joe and the anti-Red Wolves. <laughs> This is, this is so disappointing on so many levels. Anyway, uh, I was going to mention the Cavs because uh, after they won a Stanley Cup, it didn't hurt as much. I, like, playing Pittsburgh was less stressful after they won a Cup, but, man, I just hate that team so much. I'm sorry. So I just hate them so Nothing much. feels better than beating the Capitals. Nothing's yeah. worse than losing to Pittsburgh. No, it's actually worse than losing to Pittsburgh. Losing to Pittsburgh when Sidney Crosby scores the game winner. Oh, so it's happened a few times. Like I can't even be mad at this point. But, but the Capitals, um, uh, they did get fined a hundred thousand dollars for COVID, and the players implicated were basically all the Russians. So hey, guys, um, stop. Yeah, you got Kuznetsov, Orlov, Ovechkin, and Samsonov. Nothing okay. surprises me with Kuznetsov after the cocaine stunt. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know if we're supposed to talk about that, but. <laughs> Nah, it's fine. He, yeah, he got busted for cocaine. I mean, that is a not. <laughs> and he good. said, and he, and he, and he said, test me. And then they tested him, and he got caught. It's like, come on, dude. <laughs> dude hey, sometimes you got a bluff, and they call it, man. <laughs> test me. Gotta love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it was after the cop. It should be like a two-way leeway period for like testing after the cop for like two months. Come on. Okay, well, well, he was banned from Russia. I'm pretty sure it was like you can't play in our league. Just FYI, which is which is which is shocking because you think Russia would be like leaning on that. It's like oh, you do coke. Come on, <laughs> we do that before games. I'm kidding. I'm not trying to get. I don't know. We might have a Russian listener that might take offense to that. So, and if you're a Russian listener, we'd love to have you on the podcast to talk about it. Seriously. Um, real quick with national sports. So championship Sunday is set. Um. Mahomes uh, should play, but um, he's limited. He was listed as a full participant, and then the same reporter was like, "Just kidding, he was limited." So I don't know if Andy Reid's playing some gamesmanship there, but he's gonna play. He has to play. Yeah, that's a uh, nerve thing, though, right? Yeah, because he didn't get hit in the head. Like that when scare, doesn't that scare anybody else? I feel like nerves when you bring nerve damage into the play. Like, okay. No, you, but you, that's, you, that's well, it's, it's like a stinger. It's like, if you get your neck twisted in the wrong, like there's nerves here. And if you just pinch it wrong, like it's almost like the same symptoms as a concussion. Cause he got up and he looked like he was on Mars. Yeah. That was not good. Like once he wobbled, like you can't let him back in the game. Like it would be super bad look for the NFL. Like we were talking about that at work and I was just like, yeah, he should don't let him come back in the game. I've, I, we've just seen a couple guys that have had their careers change because of nerve like Kaishan Jarrett on the you know that was a very the, yeah it was a bad then hit. Redskins a few years back I mean he he his career ended because of a nerve damage play and week 17 in a meaningless game so I don't know it just scares me but hopefully that makes me sad because Keyshawn Jarrett was uh really good um yeah and then also with the Washington football team Jace Young won the players writer defensive player of the year I think I forget the the whole like football writers of America or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. So yeah. I mean, he's a shoe in for the other one too. So 
Um, also, if you haven't seen it, you can go check out the uh, hype video. Um, it's up on YouTube. And for some reason, Twitter didn't populate the link when I did it. So the tweet just looks stupid. It's like the tweet and then like just the link and it looks very stupid. If there's nothing that drops down where you can see like the thumbnail and stuff. So I'm just going to post the full video probably tomorrow. But, um, and then, uh, so championship Sunday set, um, I don't know if we're going to record another episode before the weekend. So how about we just do our quick predictions for that? Who we got on, who, who's playing in the Super Bowl? Well, I was wrong last week, so. Well, okay. I'm, who do you want to play and who do you think is going to play? I want to see the Bills go to the Super Bowl. I'm like, I like the Bills. I think they're fun. I want to yeah. see someone like dive through a table. Yeah. They started Bills selling. Mafia. They, oh my God. Talk about knowing your fan base. They started selling folding tables at, what was it, Dick's Sporting Goods or something? It was a sporting goods store. And they, right when you walk in, tables. All of Buffalo knows what that means. It's just like, we're buying that. It's but, amazing. So I'm just going to say, I think it's going to be Chiefs and Packers. I really, I, for just Bills fans, because I have nothing against them, I would like to see the Bills, Bills and Patriots, because that'd be cool. Because essentially, Brady would make the Super Bowl with an NFC team, and then the Bills fans are like, "God damn it, we got to face them in the Super Bowl now! Like this is not fair." So you mean Bills and Bucks? You said what I say? You said oh, Bills and Patriots. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, I want the Bills to make it as well, right? And the and the Packers, like. But what is so? Do you, that's what you want. So what do you think though is going to happen? You're asking me. Yeah, or both. Um, so I yeah, I want Bills and Packers. I think it's going to be obviously Chiefs and still Packers. I don't I don't think the Bucks are better than the Packers. So. Yeah, it's going to be Chiefs Packers, and I would love to see the Bills, but it's not going to happen. So. Yeah, and I want I, Tom Brady to be um, embarrassed on national television. So. Well, it's going to be snowy and in Lambeau. And here's the thing. People say, like, oh, Aaron Rodgers loves that weather. Tom Brady is very accustomed to that. So it will be interesting. But it looks like Aaron Rodgers is on a straight mission right now. I mean, yeah. they, have that, they have that clip of him uh, under center smiling. He does that little smirk. And... Uh, he actually went on the Pat McAfee podcast and kind of explained like what that was, but it was pretty funny. And then people say like, when he's smiling, like it's over, like he just is too good, but okay. I do, I do want to touch on a um, sensitive subject as a uh, Savannah, but, but we'll try to keep it like in lighthearted conversation. Savannah, what is your thought on the whole Jared Porter thing? Um. Yes. So, it's so easy to discuss Jared Porter because he's a disgusting pig who deserves everything that's coming for him. And there are so many other men like Jared Porter and other women that don't support other women, but um, they deserve everything that's coming to them. And if you think that we're talking about you, we are. And if you're afraid, you should be because it's disgusting and there's no room for that anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I was so late to that story because I just, it just passed over the only the first time I think I saw something about that was KFC Barstool did his one minute man thing on it, which he put it in really good, like lighthearted terms, but like the guy deserves, like you said, everything like that's for like, there's a couple of red flags. First of all, if you type out smiley faces, 
that is weird. Like you took that's weird. There's emojis. What do you mean? You, you, oh, you like the you like you use a you do it like manually. Oh, uh, okay. So you don't just like emoji smile. It's like I'm gonna type out colon, uh, semicolon or whatever it is. Okay. So he, he did that, and here's the thing: he <laughs> he made a funny joke. He said, "Some people are afraid to send two text messages in a row. Like, it's like oh, you don't want to be like you know, Savannah. You I I know we're staggered in age on this podcast, but I feel like it's a younger thing, where." Girls or guys are like, oh, I don't want to sound desperate, like texting this person I like. Like, is that a thing? Like, that's a thing, right? You don't want to f- oh, double yeah. text. God, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm not scared of a double text, but uh, I know. I'm, I'm really not either. But, but some people say you're scared to send two in a row. This dude sent 62 in a row. 62? 62 unanswered text in messages. In a row. And he sent a couple Brett Favre's in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I, said, I wasn't oh. too familiar with this one. Okay. Like, oh, yeah, no, okay. I saw he got fired for that. I didn't know the details. And yeah, he had, um so he got fired. He's, he's a little bit of a weirdo. Okay. And uh, he just got promoted. To, I think he just got promoted to GM. And the thing was that the details of it were basically it happened when he was a, I want to say head scout. Yeah, this was five years ago. Okay, and so basically the the female journalist involved kept it under wraps because she didn't want to um how do i phrase that um basically get like victimized for it and stuff like that and she basically waited till she was out of that profession because she's not a journalist anymore and being like oh i have no there's no consequences here i'm gonna like let this go so yeah um he deserved to get fired i know um that was a pretty swift so i don't know what the i don't know what the mets are gonna do now uh, it's like, oh, we just hired a GM. Oh, now we need a GM. Like they got a new ownership. He now has a whole, that's a bad PR look. We know that with Washington. <laughs> like it's very, very familiar. So. I will yeah. give the Mets credit there of at least they, it, a tweet went out, like Steve Cohen tweeted, like, we're going to look into this. And then not even three hours later, he was fired. So I yeah. can at least commend them for that, that they didn't have to go into this fake investigation of what yeah. happened. We all know what happened. It's either, are you going to put up with it or are you not? And at least the Mets seem like they're creating a culture that they're not going to put up with it. Did so. we hear his uh, excuse? I forget his, uh, the Jared Porter's like legal defense in the situation, I guess, was that it was like, I forget the term. It was, I think he said something about stock images for the oh. photos. And I'm like, you did not just say that you sent other people's Brett Favre's to her. I like, that's better. <laughs> I was like, oh, it wasn't yours? Oh, <laughs> whew, never mind. <laughs> never mind. You're no longer uh, offended by this. Um, yeah, so that happened. I just wanted Savannah's input on that because she's the resident female on this podcast. Um, Hell yeah. And I don't know if I'm missing anything before we go into our, our, our we're probably going to make it a more brief Bachelor recap. Um, anything else at something happened that i'm not yes philip rivers retired oh that did happen i should know that i mean that's my job but um yeah that's sad man he but he's going right into coaching and if you've ever seen any of these videos of him uh he's gonna be good at that he's gonna be good at whatever he got into whether it be broadcasting or coaching and he's it's in south alabama and i i'd be pumped if i was that team yeah i I mean yeah his uh his trash talk compilations are so good because oh, he does not curse he will be missed but and then I, drew i think drew Brees is uh i think people are kind of antsy about him when is he going to drop the news so 
with that said, let's go into The Bachelor. Episode three. I have thoughts, and I'm going to maybe sit this one out in terms of how, how I run it down, and I'll let... Uh, Savannah, I know you, before that we aired, you said, I have, I have thoughts and you seem pretty anxious. So, um, I don't know if you want to do like the timeline kind of way of this and just go through it, or do you just want to start, come out of blazing? You know what? We'll start timeline just because I was right. Last episode of this podcast, I said, Sarah, save your fainting spell for when you don't have a rose. So if you want attention, look who fainted for attention. I hate saying I'm right, but I was right. Right. Sarah. (laughs) <laughs> the quickest downfall I've ever seen on a TV show. I know. And um, I don't even remember. We can go back to now timeline, Mike, if you have it written down somewhere. I just really had to point out the fact that I can call bullshit when I see it. And with Sarah, I saw it right away. Well, uh, I think mine were really scattered this time, but I just, I had saying her saying, okay, so they they kind of flash back they did the end of that rose ceremony where she fainted because they didn't finish it in that episode so they finished that and then let's just talk about the first date the first the the group date was that they went to a uh they went to a person who was on stage a, a, a woman and she was reading essentially erotica out loud so, which was written by chris harrison which is wild Yes, yeah, so that was Ashley I. She's a former bachelorette, met her husband on the show, and she's like super happy now, whatever. But they were reading Chris Harrison's book. Who knew Chris Harrison wrote erotica? Okay, <laughs> pause real quick. Claire and Dale broke up. Oh, yeah. We yeah, we forgot to that. mention that. Oh. Should, should we wait till the end to talk about that? Just really. Oh, yeah. yeah just, okay, but yeah, we, we saw that, and that was okay, funny. Exactly, yeah. uh, and we, had, we, had a, we, I, we sorted out our predictions, which were pretty funny. Um, I was listening and I'm like, wow, like this is kind of how, how we were just so like, yeah, they're definitely going to break up. Um, anyway, so they, so they had to re- they had to come up with their own love scene. Yeah. They love that's how their love scene. You can be as risque as you want it to be. You can be as dirty as you want it to be. Uh, and some girls took that to heart. Um, <laughs> this is, wait, I, where did I write my notes down for this? Uh, damn it. My face is going to get so red talking about this because I like, was cringing so hard. Okay, I got it. I, so I, I told Savannah this before we started uh, recording, secondhand cringe on 100. It was hard to watch because you could tell some of these girls were not comfortable with this, especially my girl, Rachel. Yeah, your girl, Rachel, was very uncomfortable. But my girl, Rachel, got you, Rose. What's up? <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, love scene, right? I said, Anna, was it Anna or Hannah? The one yeah. that, the one that you said looks like is on drugs. <laughs> yeah, Anna. <laughs> oh, you said that. Yeah, I did. Her, her, face face? Was on, her face was shining last episode. I don't know if anybody else saw that. Holy um, shit. okay. So secondhand cringe. Uh, <laughs> I said, Anna's was pretty funny. Her, was hilarious. her, her ending was really good. Um, mm-hmm. Breeze wasn't any, like they kind of skipped through some. Uh, Serena C was promoted to be some like super freak and they never really actually, you never heard much of hers. Like this, like, she's like, I'm going to have to let everybody know what it's like for me and a guy to be together. And I was like, Oh my God, what's about to happen. Then they just never, I was like, what the hell? It's like, I want to hear it. I don't know if it's going to be bleeped all the time, but I want to hear some of this. Um, 
Rachel, who we talked about, she was like clearly like outside of her comfort zone for sure. Um, Katie was super X-rated and had some really long bleeps in there. And I don't know, like I kind of got a sense of what she was saying, but I was laughing my ass off because she just, just went for it clearly. And then Victoria, basically the same thing. Joe, you watched it. I feel Joe, you watched this episode, right? Yeah, I watched it last okay. night. For some reason, I was like, "Did Joe not watch this?" Is he? <laughs> no, I watched it. Oh, I watched it. <laughs> um, moments where someone's like really fun, like they're funny, and you're like, "Oh, that's actually funny." Then someone tries to be like the same type of funny, and it's just really cringy. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was the same way with like Katie's bleeps and Victoria's bleeps. Like Katie's were either like super sexual, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's like getting steamy in here," and then Victoria did it, and they're like. Oh, don't say it. Uh Uh-uh. Not like that. I just felt like it was super weird energy. When she previewed hers with the, uh, uh, I forget the name already, the the former Bachelor. Uh, When she previewed, she just, because like the first people to preview with her just said, you hear like Kit or whatever name, is it Kit? And uh, like she was like, hers sounded like a poem basically. And then it kept going. And then Victoria starts going right away. It's like, beep, beep. Like Joe would love it because like he swears all the time. Uh, it's like it's like a me it's like me editing a podcast episode with Joe, and and the and the girl's face was like, oh, shit. yeah. Um. So yeah, that. But not in a good way. Like she's Yeah, just- it's like she was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go like super freak freak on you, and just hopefully that like wins me over or something. Uh. I'll, I, and of course, it was a king queen theme. Um, okay, so now let's get to Sarah, where this is where I have the note. So she said, quote, it was like a knife through the heart. I was like, yo, you didn't know what you signed up for? Yeah, like. Also, I need an apology from you and you because Sarah has taken the clear runaway lead with crying. Holy ass. I didn't know. What did I say last week? We said Rachel cried a lot. Rachel cried twice, okay? She's cried twice. And I think other girls have cried just as much as there. Sarah set a record for once at saying out loud, you know how difficult this is for me? I don't know how many times she said it this episode, yeah. but it was a lot. Like a lot. She is crying too much for me after, you know. And how many times can you go to Matt? That's- they, were pretty, uh, they were pretty mean to her, though. Like Victoria, we all knew she was going to be a little bit of a. I felt actually, I mean, she was. (laughs) That was cringy for me to watch when they were just bullying her because Victoria just kept going, like, we still haven't heard anything. We haven't haven't heard anything. And she's like, I built a lot of close relationships with a lot of you girls. And Victoria cuts her off again and goes, Who's she talking to? Who's she talking to? (laughs) And I'm like, Oh my God, you're going to, you're going to make this girl, you're going to make this girl like jump off a cliff. If I was in that room, I would feel super uncomfortable. But watching it on TV, I was like, yes, who is she talking to? Yeah. <laughs> dying. But then I like realized, I was like, oh, no, don't believe people. That's not nice. Um, so, But real quick, Sarah, how, how many times did she speak in that episode where she was in cry voice? I mean, every, every, every time. time. It sounded- Stop crying, you know? <laughs> Stop it. Hey, she's your girl, man. You said you you still have the reaction. I can find it where it's like, oh, what? It's like Sarah, the journalist. Joe's like, oh, my God. Well, she's very cute, but it's like, you know, 
Wait. That goes away instantaneously when you act like that. I'm sorry. That's that's emotional to a to, to too much of a level for me. And Matt should be like, yo, how many times am I going to have to console this girl? We already had a one-on-one date. That's the thing. That's the thing that all the girls, even like Anna was like, you literally are like in the lead. Like you should not. You're winning. You should not be jealous <laughs> at all. Um, so the thing, so that happened. Then the group date happened. Rachel crashed the group date to talk to Matt. Um, Rachel got a kiss. I was fist pumping. I was like, yes. Annie hit her with the, I couldn't, I couldn't. What was that? What do you say? Um, he's like, oh, you wanted to go for that? And he's like, oh, I couldn't uh, take it anymore or hold back anymore. What, what's the saying? Can I just, can I just cut you off though? It's, it's bothering me. I, have I can't a, think of that. I have a, I have a real theory about why he keeps kissing these girls like the way he's doing it. That's my note, and by the way. So I think that when he doesn't have anything else to say, he's just gonna go in for the kiss. And I think I think that he's giving her the rose to kind of just move it along, and and we'll see what happens. But like every time he kisses a girl, it looks like he has nothing else to say. Do you, do you notice that? Like every answer he gives is like the most generic answer okay. you could possibly imagine. I said that last episode. I said on, or two episodes ago, or the, the Brie date. I was like, it seemed like there's weird, awkward pauses and they didn't know what to talk about. And he just kept repeating the same joke. He's like, remember that time we fell off the ATV? I'm like, you said it three times already. We know. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like we get it. Like you can keep flirting about the same thing, but it's not going anywhere. So I know it's like his first time on a bat, the bachelor. So he might be nervous and it's weird to have a date with cameras on you. I, I could see that, but it is like running out of conversation. Okay. I'm kissing you. <laughs> but it's, it. I thought Joe was going to bring up the fact that he kisses with his eyes open. He have does. Oh, that? he does. He kisses. He does. It is, I was mentioning it is kind of like a, it's just like a, like yes. that's how he kiss his his lips are like, and it's just like a, and his eyes like, open. What? what is? That? Oh my god! That's how he does this. Joe, you need to get like a like mannequin a, for these. It's like let me demonstrate on uh, Abby the mannequin here. He does, and he leaves his eyes open. It's super creepy. His, his mouth is like over their mouth, and like everybody has their own thing, but it's I just think weird. He's not a good um. That just reminds me. Do you remember that show that was um, the the show about people getting married but they never like kissed before, or whatever? Oh yeah. And I when you see their first kiss. Yep. Oh, it's so cringy. Uh, sorry, I, I had to bring that up. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I, I have a note. Like, it's just weird to see him like basically kiss every girl back to back to back. It's like, and I was like, if Sarah actually knew what was going on, she'd lose her mind because. <laughs> Um, but so, so she stole Katie's time, who was pissed off, and yeah. rightfully so. Yeah. Katie's tight, by the way. I love t- Katie. I love Katie. I said she's my second favorite now after this episode. Um, so Katie's time was stolen. All the girls are pissed. Uh, Sarah goes and cries outside. Um, and then all of a sudden, you see someone come up, and I could tell it was Victoria. And I was like, oh, no, what's happening? But it, it was like Victoria was like a Trojan horse for Katie because Katie came right behind her and then Victoria like knew she was there because like yeah Katie probably wants to talk to you and like yeah I'd like to talk to her alone please so yeah then Katie was basically trying to understand bitching at her about how you already got a one-on-one you stole my time um more crying 
um, more, a lot of like ISO shots of Sarah looking into the distance. Just well, she's sad. That's the way you know yeah. she's sad. She's either a picture of her crying or a picture of her looking sad out the window. So or, or looking into the fireplace. Yeah. My time here is burning. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I said Matt's a big turtleneck guy. Love big turtleneck it. guy. Big turtleneck guy. Big fan. You're you're a fan of the turtleneck. I love a guy in a turtleneck. You gotta have. He was confidence. wearing the blue. When he was wearing the the blue suit. A lot of people said he looked great. No, he looked fantastic, but he did look like Frozone a little bit in that uh, oh, suit. I will so say. <laughs> he did look I'm, like Frozone. I'm not. That's gonna be that was on Twitter too. That was all over Twitter. So it's not I'm like not going to be able. Up. I'm not going to. I'm not going to unsee that. <laughs> I am going to see. Fro- he has the body type. He's like slender. Oh my Slender god. Jacks looks Damn like a superhero. It. Damn it, dude. Uh um Jacina had her one on one, right? No, other Jacine? Serena. Oh, Jacina but Jacina's a Jacin Jacenia. That's a that's a, another girl. Yes, she's still so, there. So it Serena P. Okay, so she had a one on one which again had some weird like it's like, hey, I don't know what to say. I'm just gonna start snapping photos with this old camera yeah. and donkeys by the way which were adorable i want I, I want that as a pet like those things look awesome yeah. you smell donkey? If, if i had a farm and a ranch maybe but <laughs> yeah it's not like i want to domesticate it in my apartment um <laughs> just keep it in the backyard <laughs> um so yeah matt big turtle that guy um one-on-one date with her so the thing with that though the fallout from that was um, so she had the night date with him and they got into the hot tub and she wore her dress. No, it's a bathing suit top that looked just like her dress. Okay. Yeah. That was exactly. I did all the same like straps and everything around the shoulders. Oh, it was, I was like, did she just not notice? He like, he like strips down and he's getting in and then I'm, and she's probably like, oh, we were supposed to bring, I'm just going to get in with this. Um, okay, so that 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 clears that up for me. Um, but I do have to make a note about her date. She was the most normal person I've ever watched on the show. Where at the end of it, she was like, "I could really see myself like falling in like with you." That's real talk. How normal? Oh my god, you like a guy after one date? You're not going to tell him you love him? We're going to go into your deepest traumas? Like, wow, what a concept! Mm-hmm. And that for that, was... reason, I love her. Yeah. Um, so. I said this it to. Just, go ahead. I it just felt like his mind was on uh, Sarah the whole date. That's all. To me, I was like, yeah, his mind's probably all uh, only on Sarah during this date. But it was a it was a nice date. It looked like oh because because good. before he went on the date, he had to go check on Sarah. Yeah, right. who was in her hotel, and like, I oh. just I just don't get like because he he came to the hotel and like falls on top of her on the bed. And I'm like. Y'all have like gone on one date and y'all are she acting was like, like I was taking a nap. I was like in that puff coat that you're wearing. Hey, I fall on, I, I fall asleep <laughs> in jackets. Let me tell you a little something something. If you fall asleep with this much makeup on your face, it's not good. She was not taking a nap looking yeah. like that. I can tell you that much. <laughs> so so uh I have a real question. Uh and I think we were talking about it. I, I ha- it's not to be a dick because I'm not a F- Victoria fan, obviously. I said, "What's up with her eye?" Oh my god! It, it has looks- 
It's a sty for sure. It's a sty. Because it looks like somebody punched her in the face. Because I was like, oh, it might just be bags, but yeah, it's just it's it's on her yeah left. Some irritation. It it wasn't there the first episode or second episode. So it's always kind of been it's it's been I guess covered up with makeup or but it's just it just when she has no makeup on is very it just looks like she got into a bar fight and somebody. What is that accent? Is that Chicago? Her accent? Her? Yeah. I was gonna say she talks like a Sarah. Sarah. Oh, she does say Sarah. You're right. Um, I don't know if it's Chicago. Where she's from, actually. Something up there. Yeah, she's from the there. kingdom of Victoria. Come on. Victoria Bachelor. So, uh, okay, yeah. So I said, what's a Victoria's eye? Sarah got roasted hard when she came back down. Um, I will say this my girl Rachel, this is why I love her. Drama free. And you know it was bad when Abigail, sweet, deaf Abigail, even said something she was like she had to chime in she was like but you had a one-on-one like or like you're stealing people's time or whatever i was like oh abigail's getting on the roasting like you know you messed up because that girl just looks like she could do no wrong she's just a sweet girl but yeah rachel the whole time was like yeah oh she was reading the date card i think and then everybody saw her come down and rachel's like oh god damn it (laughs) uh so and like and like abigail's not hearing any of that shit if anybody's trying to talk shit to her so um, oh, she's not taking she's not taking it i'm sorry you can cut that part out cut that part out i don't um, mind the edgy humor but like it's like you just loaded that, that thing up it's like a 12 no, gauge shotgun on that um <laughs> i said victoria and cat were like the head roasters um cat had one like kit kit sorry Kit had like one deep dig. Like she didn't talk much, but she had one, I forget what it was, but she kind of came out of nowhere and was like, boom. She said, she said, I hope you leave because the rest of your time in this house will That's be living it. hell. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, yeah, she's definitely leaving. It was like, she had that look in her eye, like, she's like, what, 21? Mm-hmm. She's like fresh out of a sorority, like, I will end your life. Oh, kinda. yeah. So the main thing, though, is that Katie got her time stolen, remember? So, um, fast forward to Sarah crying alone and then Katie comes in and I was like, okay, she's going to apologize that. Okay. That was a great moment. I just think it was too perfect of a scene because what are the odds Katie can relate to the dad thing? And I don't know. It just set up too perfectly, but it was a good moment for sure. It was a beautiful moment. I just want to think that Katie's just like a good person. That was like, you know what? I'm going to go in there. That was me. And then it just so happened. Like, I, I, I don't want to like that, that. That that was like, because I think she actually is a nice person. Like she, she said, she's like, what happened back there? I didn't like that. Because she didn't roast her. She didn't say anything. No. And she was the person who literally got her time taken. Like she was the one who should be pissed off out of everybody. So um, by the way, but going back to when she got her time stolen, she was like, um, are you guys done? And he's like, it's like, just like five more minutes. Like, how about two? And then she's like, I'm just gonna love that. And then she said, What's uh, her profession? Do we know her profession? Sorry. I have it here. Katie's a podcaster. I know that. Okay. I was gonna say she, she is a sales or something. She is a bank marketing manager. Okay. That makes sense. 
She knows the questions to ask when people give her she doesn't want to hear. She says the thing that makes the other person say, well, got to give it to her now. Go on. Um, so, yeah, I just basically said, like, Katie is clearly an adult. She, um, and then when she came back down to the girls, she relayed, hey, she's dealing with some family stuff, so let's be classy, like, about how we go forward in this process. We don't know how, what. So I was like, hey, like, a reasonable person. Yes. But um, yeah, I, I said Matt must have really liked Sarah because I would have, I would have cut that off after like the fifth time she had to come see me. Yeah. And I just, I would have, I was so out on Sarah when she left the way she did it, where she was like, the girls in the house were so mean to me. So oh, that's setting something up for sure. Cause he's, yeah. He's been- and I was like, no, you're leaving because of your own things. And yes, they weren't nice to you for sure. But that's not the way to leave. Say, hey, I just want you to know that like there are some girls in there that are nicer than others. And Katie's a really nice person. Say that. Throw Katie a bone. She came to you, was nice to you. Don't not bring her down with everyone else in the house. And be like, they're mean. I'm leaving. Sarah, chill. So she's gone officially though. And uh, it does set up. Uh, the next episode and, and and you've seen the the they've shown this kind of preview mashed up a couple times in the very beginning so it does look like katie gets into it with it looks like serena c she's like you're you're an uh what, what are you an arsonist you, you're putting you're setting these fires and then katie's like let me talk and then i'm like okay they get into it and then uh new girls show up yeah new and girl. and they <laughs> seem they seem extra um that's the word without saying it meanly extra um caddy she's like they saved the best for last and i don't know if that could be taken out of context but i feel like that girl actually came in and was like they saved the best for last um and then apparently one of them's uh, apparently a escort uh that there's a rumor and then i guess matt's like ex-girlfriend shows up who was on the bachelor or something who was that blonde chick uh, her name's Heather. She had never been kissed until she came on a season of The Bachelor, like Colton Underwood season. Okay. Spoiler alert, she kisses Colton, so she has kissed a boy before now. Um, she is best... Okay, this is going to be a big love triangle here, but she's best friends with Hannah Brown. Okay. Hannah Brown was a former Bachelorette whose finalist was Tyler Cameron. Tyler Cameron's best friend is Matt James. So what's the history between Matt and Heather? There is none. It's just like, and Hannah quarantined with Matt and Tyler in Florida this summer. So like Hannah and Matt are friendly enough that she's setting her friend up with Matt. Okay. Cause like the way it was set up where Chris is, or Chris Harrison's like, like you could like blow this whole thing up or whatever. Like Matt's gonna, so I, I didn't know if it was like an ex-girlfriend or. I'm sure he knows Heather just because she is best friends with, a friend of his mm-hmm. but because yeah. it seems like i mean i mean producers are really good at obviously this like thing but like it seems like a piper who, piper's underrated like one of my favorites too um she was crying and she's like you already had your shot on the bachelor or something uh, a yeah a lot of a lot of tears like i rachel got it for a couple cries and all of a sudden sarah just blew that out of the water like, joe can you pick a new favorite now that your favorite's gone yeah um is it is is he not allowed to pick other people's favorites because rachel is in my opinion the lead right now 
Well, you're in love with Rachel, so I'd hate for your brother. That's to the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like, I'm like, I, I literally, just how into the show I was. We know. We know. I was like, I was like, let's go. First kiss, let's go. And then I was like, oh, no. I don't want her to win, though. You want her to win. <laughs> I'm like, uh, kind of shook right now. I don't know who I want to win now. Like, um, I don't know. Savannah, you want me to give you some, you want me some, give you some candidates here? Yeah. So you can still go Abigail, even though you've literally made fun of her disability multiple times. <laughs> um, I haven't made fun. You of haven't it. made fun of it. I'll take that back. You haven't made fun of it. You've made pretty good jokes about it. Um, you can I say like Katie. Katie. You can say Katie. I like I Katie. Like I think I like Katie a lot. I would date um, Katie in an instant. Yeah, I like Katie. Um, I think Kit, who's twenty-one, by the way or 22 is like kind of annoying um i don't kind know of annoying. i don't know how she's even on the show uh, she's literally she's literally loaded with money yes she is she's like the typical that you know what i'm talking about um mj is kind of cool but mj is cool mj is also like low-key trying to like she's just always she wanted to about stuff. she wanted to like punch sarah it's like, um, MJ, can we talk? I need to cool down. And like, literally, like, no, she didn't stop to say that. She's like, I need to cool down. Just kept beelining it for wherever she was going. Yeah, I'm going to say Katie or like, I like uh, Kayla. Kayla yeah. was cool. Um, who's, oh, uh, okay. Chelsea who's seems really talk. nice. Um, oh, Chelsea, the model. That's a good pick too. Underrated yeah. for now. Runway model. She uh, seems very, very normal too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think Abigail, Katie, um, and Kayla are my two, and and Imani, or Chelsea. Sorry, not Imani. Chelsea. Sorry, I'm all over the place. Those are my four. I like those picks. Nice, nice. Okay. Well, can we talk? Can we talk about Claire and Dale for like two minutes? Yes. Yes. How we're not shocked at all. How they broke up. Yeah. Do you want? Do you want me to? Re- do you have? I don't know if you have it handy. Uh, I, actually, I'll just bring it up. I'll read what Dale said on his Instagram post. Oh yeah, read that calculated PR created. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this was um, from Dale Dale Moss thirteen on Instagram. I wanted to share with you all that Claire and I have decided to go our separate ways. We appreciate the love and support we've received from so many people, but this is the healthiest decision for both of us at this time. We strongly believe in leading with love and always remaining true to oneself, something our families have taught us and installed in us throughout our lives. We only hope the best things for one another. And that was like in the actual square. And then, the, um, well, I guess he used this, the same words in his caption. Mm-hmm. So. Let me tell you, let me read between the lines really quick. Do you want me to say our predictions first? Oh, sure. Go ahead. What we said on the podcast? Um, Okay. So, Savannah, you said um, they'd make it past her 43rd birthday. Didn't even make it to 40. Uh, Joe, you said they'd get married but are done by 2024. And there was a cutoff there, right? 2024 was the timeline that something happened. I just can't remember. Like if they lasted a certain amount of time, they get to keep the ring. Right. Was okay. it four years? So that, 
Or I thought it was two years. It's once you get married, you get to keep the ring and then you're married for however many years 2024 would have been. Okay. So 24. And then I said, I didn't actually get, I would, cause I remember it must've been me remembering. I said they weren't going to get married because I thought I said like six months. And then I said that I never said timeline. I just said, they're not going to get married. So, so Mike won. Mike wins. The I mean, I, I, that's essentially saying it's going to be over in less than a year. Mike wins my that opinion. one. And Claire's the big loser. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for her because. I don't. You had the opportunity to date, the once in a lifetime opportunity to date 30 men that want to date you and you ruined your own opportunity to go be with a guy that kind of wanted to be with you. I don't I, feel bad. I wonder. That's if, probably why she's still single to this day, by the way. That's yeah. probably. Settles just... for men like that. Um... <laughs> There's nothing uh, that wrong was with me, Dale sorry. other than him just being. Uh... Question. So she's almost 40 or is 40? What's the deal there? Do we know? She is almost 40. Okay. So do you think she has somebody that she made that deal with? Like if we're both single at 40, like, hey, let's just marry each other? Um. I don't know how serious those people are when they say that. I have one of those, but I can tell you what? When, like what year? Like when you're 40? Yeah, 40. Because we're like oh. the same age. So in 2023. So like get ready. <laughs> so I said, um, I've made, I've made that like fun deal with somebody. And, but I can tell you right now, she's probably marrying somebody else. Like it's, it's not happening so uh but no she's like she's one of my my closer friends so it's not like that'll be nice yes so no. i've made that deal joe have you made that deal I've made that deal a couple times <laughs> joe's promised everyone yeah you know that <laughs> that is literally a friends episode where phoebe makes deals with both joey and ross saying yeah. and they he, they're so pumped when they feel there's like I made a deal with Phoebe. No, I did. And then they have to pick a hand behind their back kind of thing. Um, Joe Joe doesn't even like friends, but like he just says a bunch of scenarios that have happened in his life are literally episodes of friends. (laughs) I like friends. I just don't like, like it. Like you like it. That's all. I don't know what that means. Are you obsessed with friends? I like, I can easily just binge it whenever I want. Like, it's not like I, I don't, I don't get sick of it. Yeah. Like I could, well, I could finish the, ep- I could finish episode 22 of season 10 or whatever it is, and then start season one again and be completely fine with that. Gotcha. Mainly because that show is so long. So like the episodes that you saw in season one are like kind of more fresh, but that's my point on that. But one more thing I wanted to ask you guys. So how, <laughs> Joe's going to get mad at this because this will trigger a little bit of an argument we had. Um. Are you, Savannah, are you a T-Pain fan or at like his popular stuff? Like back in when it was popular. Like buy you a drink? Like buy you a drink and love with a stripper. Um, yeah, who wasn't? Um, even in, when I was in college, he had the song Chris Brown called Best Love Song. Which oh, I banger. love that song. Um, okay, best. so. Uh, best Love best Song. Love song. Um, oh. Anyway, uh, so. I don't know if you saw this Barstool post. It was, um, they said like this guy named Tree Payne and it was like this, like, uh, yeah. do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So he has some house party and he's singing along the T-Pain 
and it was kind of exaggerated because it seemed like he probably had a good voice and was syncing up with T-Pain's, but he was like, essentially it looked like a lip sync. And it's like, this guy's the voice of an angel. But the whole time I was like, what song is that? It sounds like a mashup. And so I looked it up or somebody luckily in the comments was like, name, name, please. And somebody's like, it's called mashup by T-Pain. So I YouTubed it and there's a song he did three years ago. And by the way, people don't know this. T-Pain actually has a ridiculous voice. Like an actual oh, good voice. I know that because he won season one of The Masked Singer. Yes. And I've been meaning to look that up. Um, I love T-Pain. Uh, but yeah. TV shows. Uh, um, but yeah, so he has, I, I recommend the song Look Up Mashup by T-Pain. It's on Apple Music too. I add that to my phone so fast. But okay. it's amazing. And uh, he's a voice of angel. And I and the reason I got into an argument with Joe is because um, he thinks uh, Post Malone's better than T Pain. And I said, literally, T Pain influenced Post Malone. And Post Malone's song "Rockstar," which literally blew up for him, was written for T Pain. T Pain passed on that stuff. I don't think I can name one Post Malone song. Like even you just said "Rockstar," and I don't, you don't think know, I could. You you would you would you would hear it and know it though probably. I know what Post Malone looks like. Very unmistakable I, look. Yeah, but I don't think I know one song. You don't know like White Iverson or like White Joe. Iverson. Joe, she didn't know. Joe, she didn't know Rockstar. She's not gonna know White Iverson. The only Rockstar on. I know is the Nickelback song, and I know that's not what you're talking about. Look, my mama, Rockstar. Never heard that song. That's insane. I know you've heard that song. That's like 2016. <laughs> Every single time Joe, you turn on the radio, Joe, <laughs> Joe, Rockstar is like his biggest smash, and she didn't know that. She's not gonna know a fault. I think this is a different song. It's Rockstar. It's Hey Baby, or Rockstar. Is that Rihanna? I think uh, that's a different song. That yeah. I mean, I know the Nickelback is like Look, my mama, Rockstar, like that one. Um, I trade this life for fortune and fame. I'd even cut my hair yeah, and change my that's Nickelback, isn't it? Oh, there's a lot of big rock stars. Yeah, that's Nickelback. Oh, that's Nickelback, yeah. That's, that's a bop. I'm not sure this Post Malone guy. But... Oh, whoa. All right. Okay. All right. Well, um, what I'm gonna I'm gonna text I'm gonna text you I'm gonna text you guys the YouTube link for the, the YouTube uh for the T Pain song. But Oh wait, I know the song better now. I lied. Right? I think Yeah, yeah, it's a big one. By who? Yeah. Okay, I know that song. Do you know the new app where you can hum and it's supposed to help you find a song? That's a game changer. I think Google made it. I, I'm pretty sure. I gotta look it up to see how validating it is. But anyway, this is this is a running long episode, but um we we've, we've covered a lot of a lot of ground for sure. Started with started with D and uh ended with T Pain. So any other, uh, uh, what do you call it, thoughts? I, I'll say this. Savannah said she was going to listen to the new Morgan Wallen album. I will say just it is amazing. Uh, so that's my endorsement on that. What? Okay. Post Malone guy. I said, I'll listen to Morgan Wallen. I'll check out this Post Malone guy. <laughs> you got Apple Music? I'll send some over. No, also, Spotify people, please. Oof. Oh, I don't use Spotify. Oof. We are on Spotify, though. DC Sports Experience on Spotify. Yeah, and uh, we are, um, live update here, we are, I think, almost at 
real quick what's our youtube we have drum roll please 89 subscribers Woo! almost there people almost there hopefully um hopefully d uh can maybe give us a little bit of a boost there when he i bet once people see my sick hat they'll want to subscribe yeah so um Probably. That is that is a uh, rare item. Savannah's the only one in the world. We can actually constantly say that. She's the only one in the world with that hat. I have a hat like that, but it's the old logo. It's black. It's actually not even with me. It's in Virginia. And uh, we have shirts. How does it make you feel? Eight billion people in the world, and you're the only one that has that hat. That's crazy. Joe, That's do crazy. you have the, Joe, real quick, do you have the shirt on you by any chance? I, I don't have it with me, unfortunately. Oh, mm. oh wait. It's fine. Uh, I have it in my, I haven't, I haven't unpacked yet. I, I've had a suitcase sitting in my room for a week. Uh, yeah, we have, we have shirts. We're going to probably redo them a little bit and possibly sell them, possibly give them away. Um, but yeah. All right. With that said, that was episode 18 of the DCXP. Guys, last thoughts? Nobody? No. Nobody. Go, go Bills. Go Packers. Let's go. All right. That was a DCXP episode 18. And find us at Twitter, Instagram, at DCXP. DC Sports XP and on YouTube. Peace. Peace.